What's going on, guys? This is Bryson Johnson. This is Taylor Demetria. And you're listening to the Betterment Podcast. Uh, we have a very exciting episode for you guys today. Um, but before we jump into uh, introductions and all the other stuff, uh, I would like to say a quick hello to uh, my friend Taylor. Uh, this is now the only time that I get to see him anymore <laughs> is through this video chat because uh, the last time I saw him, I think the last time we saw each other was what, right before we started this again? It was like six weeks ago when I came to like pick up my mic and stuff and I'm not even using, <laughs> using that mic or any of that stuff that I picked up because I ended up just getting this guy anyways. Yeah, I think that, that was probably the last time. It's been so long. It has been so long. I don't like it. It feels weird. Um, how's, life, how's life treating you in the, uh, in the world of uh, suburban Winnipeg? Good. I, uh, I got my herded today. Uh, so I'm feeling fresh and fine. Uh, yeah, that was awesome because it, it, was, it was needed. So I, I braved the COVID and I, I got my hair cut. Ooh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it looks good, man. It looks good. Yeah, I, thanks. I'm jealous because I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have hair to get cut anymore. So I, uh, I feel you on that. But uh, yeah, how's today, things by you? Oh man, today among every other day is feeling weird but good, I guess. Um, uh, this morning I had to wake up uh, extra early to do like a there's like a video project that my my uh, uh, my work is doing for you know some announcements on you know, uh, COVID and everything. We're just trying to, you know, add some nice, uh, um, I guess like happiness into the world and making a positive video about some stuff. So I was up early doing a couple, uh, shoots with that as like a stand in actor for some scenes, I guess. I don't say anything, but do some stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been good, but, uh, life's moving, man. It's, it's good. We're busy. Everything's uh, productive and, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to finally be enjoying uh, the sunshine a little bit more, but even though it's like still feels like minus 10 outside, <laughs> even oh, yeah. though there's the sun out and everything. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm doing well. But uh, anyway, so today we have a very special guest um, on this uh, on this podcast, someone that we've had on here uh, three years ago when we first started this podcast. She was the first ever um, guest that we had on here. She was the first person that actually actually came on and was willing to have a chat with us, which is awesome. Um, she's also an old friend of mine and uh, a newer friend to, to Taylor. Um, welcome, uh, Tandra. How do, you, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Lapine or Lapine? Lapine. Lapine. Ooh, yeah. I was right. There we go. Uh, <laughs> she asked me before the recording, like, how do you say her, uh, her last name? I was like, I think it's Lapine. Lapine? I, I couldn't Lapine. remember anymore. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, Everyone gets it wrong anyways. Yeah, that's... Eh. It happens. I have, I have the most generic last name I think ever. Just Johnson is like, there's so many yeah. of us. It's so easy to, to pronounce that, but I'm sure Taylor has the, the same problem with Dimitrioff, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's a hard one. And I always have to spell it out every single time. <laughs> um, so, so how are you doing today uh, in, in the world of uh, COVID and the pandemic and everything? How's, uh, how's life treating you and Tandra? Um. It's not too bad. At first, I was kind of thriving since I'm actually on disability for my mental health. Mm -hmm. So I started a Facebook group for wellness and support. And I was posting daily in there. And then just my horrible sleep schedule kind of took over and everything's kind of flipped upside down. So unless I have something to do during the day, I'm just spending the whole day in bed. So it's not the greatest, but it's also not the worst. I've actually been doing a lot of really great things. So it's been about a year of me fully being on disability. Uh, 
my mental health, mainly my anxiety was really impacting my job. So being a live-in nanny or just a nanny in general, I have a lot of responsibilities and having someone rely on me so heavily. And it got to the point where I felt like I couldn't even leave the house with her. I felt like it was really unfair for me to start dragging this little girl down with me when my anxiety was quite crippling. So I went on disability for my mental health. That was kind of rocky at first. I had to get some lawyers in there because uh, just different things happened, like moving in with a boyfriend. And so it was kind of hard at first, but last August, I actually went on tour with a Canadian charity called Live Different. And I was actually a motivational speaker in middle schools and high schools. And this past year's theme was own your story. So I just went in and I was on stage for about five to seven minutes telling my story. And afterwards I got to interact with all these different students and I got to connect with them and hear about their, their stories. And it was really inspiring and it's really helped me further what I want to do in my life with my website, my podcast, and now I'm actually launching a clothing line and I'm actually making everything myself. I set up a shop in my basement. Like my whole life has changed since I went on disability because I was able to focus on my mental health. So going to different anxiety groups, therapy groups, seeing my therapist, I've learned a lot of really helpful things that I've been able to pass along with my podcast, my blog. And the last thing I was talking about is that I set up a shop in my basement so I can actually start making my own merch. Yeah, that's wicked. Yeah. So where did you uh, tour? Like where, what places did you hit? I was on the East Coast tour. So Live Different actually has three different tours, a West Coast and East Coast and a Northern tour where they go up into indigenous communities. That one's a little more um, intensive, which you need extra training for. But I really wanted to be a presenter. So I felt like I would have been better on one of the, the other teams. So in the East Coast, I went all over Ontario, a few places in Quebec. We were in New Brunswick for, I think, two to three weeks. We were in PEI for four days, and we were in Newfoundland for a month. That's awesome. Yeah, we went all over. It was pretty great. Damn. Um, I know that uh, those those um, tours that you go to in, in different uh, like northern reserves and and uh, stuff like that is is a challenging one. I know that um, yeah. um, I went up in was it 2018, I believe. I went with Teachers Gift Foundation to a couple of different uh, northern communities um, in Manitoba, um, and it's definitely a, a different environment environment up there, right? Like you really have to be prepared uh, for the type of things that that you have to you know encounter there, right? Um, there's everything from the the amount of poverty that is in some of those communities, uh, the different struggles that people are going through, um, you know, not even just uh, money wise, but also mental health wise, too. Um, I'd gone up there not so much for the mental health side, but for the uh, the drug awareness side of things. And, and yeah, I totally get it. It's it's a it's a whole new world, especially when when you're going up there and, and you want to try and help. But at the same time, you don't want to come in and act like you're the you know, the person that knows everything and, and mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, listen to me. Right. Um, how did you, how did you adapt to some of those new environments when it came to, cause obviously each audience is different, right? I mean, we've, we've yeah. all in this, in this, uh, podcast here have talked in different schools and different things like that. How did you adapt when it came to, uh, dealing with those different audiences, you know, whether it was, um, in a small Northern community or whatever, like how did you adapt when it came to those changes that was happening? I myself did not go into any Northern communities, Uh, So when I was going into schools, we were only there for a few hours. Mm -hmm. So it's 
for me, the most challenging part was when I connected with with a student and they were indulging in some really personal conflicts. I can only stay for so long and I don't have any control of how they get help once I leave. So I just do my best to be in the moment. And a lot of the time we were finding guidance counselors or someone to connect with them once we were gone to try to like further their help. So you, you adapt quite quickly when you're only in a school for a few hours. At first it's really challenging because you, especially for me, I like to get very involved with people and I take everything so not necessarily personally, but I feel everything so deeply. So for me to hear someone's story and then just move on was quite challenging to adapt to, but you, it's just a, it's just something that you get used to over time. Mm-hmm. So I, I know even watching like Rob Nash, for example, too, he talks about that same issue where, mm-hmm. you know, he, feel, he, I, I watched a documentary that I think CBC did for uh, some of the tours that he was doing. He was talking about how, you know, we're only in these small communities for a number of, you know, days, maybe a number of hours. And we don't know what's going to happen once we've stepped away uh, and gotten back on our tour bus and left that community. Right. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's what kind of uh, made him inspired to, to jump into, uh, you know, having people, you know, reach out to him, you know, afterwards, right. Like he, he, uh, and the fact that he got those tattoos on his arm of, of all those different names of, of people that uh, he'd encountered in his life with uh, the side of mental health and everything. Um, there's a lot of things that, that in that, um, you know, in that documentary that he talks about in terms of the challenges going in and out of communities and trying to be a role model, but only being able to do so much in that little amount of time that you have with those people and how you adapt to be able to give those people support during that time is, uh, you know, it's challenging. It's, it's not an easy thing, but the fact that you, like, for instance, you are, are, are willing to go out of your way to help someone and to share your story in so many different ways is, is an amazing uh, thing that, that I think most people um, don't always have the courage to do. Right. And I think that's something that I really, I really respect, um, you know, when, when you talk about this sort of thing, because I understand how hard it can be to get up there and want to talk about those sort of things. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it was a challenge definitely to gain the courage and the confidence to learn how to talk about these things. But this tour really, really helped me. And I haven't seen this documentary. I think I'm going to have to. And the, the best thing that I could do was have like a list of resources within Canada that I know that any students could um, contact. So the the main one that we shared was the crisis text line mm-hmm. and help phone. So, but I would try to recommend things that I knew were more local because I would try to research things in the area beforehand if possible. And I only had a few students reach out to me uh, while on tour, but because I was with a charity, I was not able to, to respond, but I was able to hear a lot of feedback and how just hearing someone else's story helps someone else when they don't have the courage to find their voice or use their voice yet. Mm-hmm. It really helps just to hear someone else go through something similar. I think that's what we're seeing a lot with like the whole peer support movement in, in well, all mm-hmm. over the world, really. It's just that like um, the peer to peer interaction and just that, you know, you can be have experienced a similar thing or just even experiencing mental illness or mental health struggles, like whatever. And then connecting with people is just such a powerful thing um, for helping one another. Right. Um, 
Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a good um, stepping stool too, because a lot of people are very intimidated at first going to talk straight to a professional and having everything be so textbook and it's very intimidating. Mm-hmm. So just to have someone kind of, uh, I guess, lessen that gap for you, like, you know, like every, every step is the forward is forward, no matter the pace, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And no, you're right. It's just like, cause it, it feels more like you're talking to just a person rather than um, like a professional or, or a clinician or something very mm-hmm. technical. Right. It's just more of just this like kind of, it's, it's, it feels more casual, which is, I think makes it a lot easier just to have that conversation. And mm-hmm. you feel like truly understood. Like, obviously you do get some sort of understanding through professionals, but it is really intimidating. And a lot of the times at first, it kind of makes it feel like there's something wrong with you. But when you hear about someone else who can actually understand or relate and you know that you're not alone, it just, it kind of eases your anxiety about speaking in general. Well, cause it, you, it makes you feel as though what you're doing is, is making some sort of a difference, right? Instead of, mm-hmm. cause a lot of times too, I think, I think, going up on stage and talking is, is therapeutic for not only the people that may be listening, but for yourself as well, right? I mean, you're going up there and you're, you're sharing different stories and different experiences that you have gone through um, to try and let people know like, hey, I'm just a, a, a everyday person just like you. I've gone through these different challenges myself um, and have them understand that, that there are people just like them that are dealing with this stuff every day um, and that it isn't you shouldn't be afraid to go out of your way to try and talk about this stuff. Right. And it's, um, it's very, I I found it very therapeutic too, when it, when it came to going up on stage and talking with people, I mean, it was very scary going up and and sharing stories that, you know, you maybe have told uh, one friend here or there, uh, very personally. Um, and then going up on stage and in front of a couple hundred people or something and, and talking about that sort of stuff, you know, it's, 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 I think very healthy for, for people to do that sort of thing. And, always trying to encourage someone, you know, out there that may be feeling like they want to do the same thing, um, to go out of their way and, you know, maybe get up on stage, maybe join, a um, some type of, uh, organization that's, that's willing to have them up and, and share their story. Um, you know, it's, it's really about letting people know there is a way to share your story in a, in a way that's, that's beneficial to them, beneficial to the people that are, uh, you know, that are listening. Um, and you know, there's resources at hand in order to do that. I mean, I know that, uh, uh, the, the couple of businesses or the organizations that I worked with, like TJ's gift or, uh, mood disorders association, Manitoba, they always looked for different people that they could have join in, um, on talking about different things and different topics, uh, to get different perspectives on things. Right. Um, just like we do with this podcast, we want to have different guests and stuff talking about this sort of thing. Um, Taylor at the CMHA, do you guys have, uh, do you guys actively look for different community members that can come on and, and share their stories and, and join in on events and stuff like that? Yeah. So it's part of, uh, my, my day job, um, is the, is the youth mental health promotion stuff. And so part of that is the speakers bureau that we do. And so, um, so we'll recruit speakers and then I'll actually train them how to share their story a little bit and, you know, figuring out what is your story, how to share your story, what is public speaking, things like that. 
Uh, and then we plug these folks into schools. And then so they'll go into schools as well and to share their story, uh, part of our Speak Up program. And uh, it's a pretty cool program where we, we it's a week long program. So um, so we're not just kind of like flying in, flying out. It's, it's more of like a really embedded type thing. Um, and then we're able to, um, much like, like we've all done in the past, it's just like connect those folks to resources, external resources and things like that. Kids help phone crisis lines, uh, you name it. So. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool program. I like it. Um, Tandra, I, I have a question for you. So obviously with yeah. the, the clothing line and all these different things, projects that are coming up, um, do you have any more plans to do, um, you know, speaking events maybe on your own? Are you planning on connecting to a couple more different organizations and furthering your, your, your speaking engagements that way? Or like, what are your plans for the future in terms of just um, sharing your message to people like that? Besides obviously with the podcast and, uh, you know, clothing line and everything. I actually would really love to start speaking on my own in schools or doing like little hands-on mental health workshops. Mm. Um, one thing that I did share with a lot of students while I was on tour is I have a grounding kit that I carry with me when I'm feeling like really anxious. So I just showed them what my grounding kit is, things that I have in it. And I had a lot of students get really excited over this idea and about the different things that they could put in their grounding kits. Um, so I think having like little workshops, like building something like that for the, like the younger students who might be starting to uh, get some anxiety would be really great. Um, I actually am partnered right now with the London Health Science Center out here. I am the spokesperson for a program called FEMAP, which is first episode mood anxiety program. This is a really great program. This is actually where I see my psych. This is the first anxiety group that I was able to attend was through them. And they, they were looking for someone who's familiar with the program, who is comfortable speaking about their story. So I've actually done a video with them, a photo shoot and an interview. I was supposed to do a speaking arrangement in this, this May but that was unfortunately postponed until next year. Mm -hmm. But in September, I will be doing radio interviews for McHappy Day because the Ronald McDonald house out here donates half the money to FEMAP. So awesome. I will be going into McDonald's and help handing out food and get to do different interviews. And I'm, I, last year I was nominated for the CMHA Ch Champion of Mental Health Award. And through that, I was able to find a lot of really great connections and I'm hoping that I'm nominated again soon so that I can help further kind of my, my career in public speaking and just make those connections and find more people to bring onto my podcast. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, do you find that um, uh, social media has helped get the word out with, with this type of thing where, you know, the posting online and, and trying to share your story in that way, do you find that that has been uh, beneficial to, um, you know, at least during, during the pandemic type stuff where you can't necessarily get your message out on stage, but have you felt that social media has at least been uh, a good, like second stepping stone to at least sharing your message right now? Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's how I got started in the first place was just mm. starting on Facebook and then I launched a website and then the podcast. So uh, media is a great way to get anything off the ground, but it's really hard to get it out there. Mm -hmm. So I've been very fortunate enough to have been involved in these different activities and with these different pr 
programs. So they, they will advertise for me and kind of share the things that I've done. Uh, but in times like these, everyone's constantly online. Um, and a lot of people have been struggling with their mental health, just being everything being thrown through a loop right now. So I found that my traffic has definitely gone up since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just think, yeah, media is always a great way to get the word out. It's just kind of tricky to to navigate at first. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So what's some um, of your like best tips that you're kind of giving out to folks uh, during this time? I was literally about to ask that. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the One of the biggest things I'm talking about right now uh, in my wellness support group is self-care. So I know when I talk to a lot of people, they always talk about how they don't have the time to take care of themselves and they don't have the time to accomplish the things that they want to do or that they don't see the worth in themselves. But now most people have the time to take to themselves, to focus on the things that have been challenging to them or to take time to actually take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. So I've been posting different schedules. I even had like a self-care challenge where I'm actually, I sent out like a bunch of cards and some prizes for people who were at least taking like five minutes a day to do one thing for themselves. And it's surprising how hard that is for a lot of people. So right now, the biggest thing I'm telling people is to take at least like five to 10 minutes of themselves every day and focus on how you feel before, during, and after. And it honestly makes a huge difference just doing one small thing for yourself. And I think in this day and age, it's really hard not to get caught up in everything else that's going on. So to be able to like slow down and focus on how something makes you feel is really eye-opening. And I think it's, it's helped a lot of people. I love it. <laughs> I know like self-care is something that like I talk about a lot at work and, and even just in personal life. It, exactly. It's just those, those little things that we should be doing every day just to take care of our mental health. And it could be, it could be anything. Right. And that's what I love about self-care is that it's so um, it's so unique to everyone is that like, you know, for me, it's, it's going for a walk or it's just hanging out on the front porch or just, you know, <laughs> like talking with friends or whatever. But like for other folks, it's, well, I guess not going to the gym anymore. <laughs> We're not doing that these days. <laughs> like, but exercising at home or, or watching your favorite show or, you know, eating like that, that whole pizza to yourself because you deserve it. Hell and, yeah. <laughs> you know, like whatever, like it's whatever makes you feel good. And that's what I love about self-care. And it doesn't have to be extravagant. Like even just listen to your favorite song, like that's self-care in itself. Like it doesn't totally. have to be something big. And I think that's something that often gets misconstrued whenever anyone talks about self-care. You always think like bubble baths and like, you know, like things that actually take a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these things don't have to take effort. That's, yeah, it's just those totally little right. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even, even for, for myself, I mean, doing this podcast is, is a form of self-care for me because during a pandemic when you don't have a, a chance to really see a lot of friends and family, um, it can be difficult to, to have a, an outlet to, to share online. Um, a couple of years ago, I used social media a lot to uh, talk about different uh, mental health uh, type stuff, different initiatives that I was going after and everything. And over the last couple of years, I've, I've kind of stepped away from it. Um, just my own personal take on social media, I, I started to become less and less a fan of it. And so for me, doing something like this has allowed me to first and foremost connect to, to people that I haven't seen in a while because I haven't seen you in, I think, yeah, it's been the last time we saw each other was the last time we recorded an episode together. 
Um, and the last time I saw Taylor was uh, six weeks ago or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's nice to be able to have something like this where you can talk about something openly. And again, it's just like, it's just like sitting at, uh, on the stage, right? You're, you have a chance to speak about stuff openly uh, in a comfortable environment with people that understand. Um, and it, it's a great way to just connect again, like I said before, um, during this time more than anything else for people that may be more of, of extroverted type folks, I'm kind of like that. I'm kind of like extroverted, but also an introvert as well. You need that, that interaction in some way and being able to hear different stories from people like yourself, from, from Tess, from uh, last week and all of our other guests that we'll have on this podcast. It, it feels good to hear different perspectives because every single time we have someone on here, they always have something new to add to it. Um, a new way of looking at how to, um, you know, uh, attack the the pandemic in a, in a new way to uh, to attack um, mental health in a positive way um, and to make sure that when you're doing something for yourself that that you're doing it in a healthy way um, but not making it too big of a deal like you said self-care doesn't have to be this big extravagant thing it could be simply reading a book it could be like uh, Taylor had said sitting on the porch and you know just enjoying the the sound of traffic or something you know um, I know that uh, hanging out with my dogs is a big thing for me I love just spending time with my pups and uh, getting a chance to just be around them every single day. Um, at the end of the day, you, you really, you really get an awesome opportunity to explore the, the, the world of, of um, understanding people and, and the world of, of mental health when you get a chance to really just sit down with people one-on-one -on -one like this. Um, and that's what's exciting about having this podcast. It's exciting about having people like you who also are, are doing so many great things in the world of mental health. You know, you're pushing the boundaries of what um, can be done in the world of, of mental health, right? I mean, there's so many people out there that need someone like that, um, need someone like you to be able to give them some type of courage, some type of guidance when it comes to dealing with things that they are dealing with. Because sometimes for the longest time, I mean, how many people were out there pushing the, the boundaries when it came to talking about mental health, sharing their stories and really talking about things in a, um, in a way that was, that was healthy and productive, right? Um, you know, growing up, I don't remember there being a lot of people coming to the schools and talking about mental health. I don't remember that at all. I remember them coming to talk about um, drinking and driving and, and some drugs and stuff, but there was never anything talked about growing up about, about mental health. Uh, and the fact that you are continuing to do that in schools, um, the fact that you're going out there and you're putting yourself out there in a vulnerable way to share your story and to try your best to help people um, is commendable because there needs to be more and more people that actually go out of the way to do that. And the way that you're doing it is giving more people more courage to do it. Um, and, and that's what, uh, what is really commendable about everything that you're doing is that you're, give, you're paving the way for just many more people to hopefully get up on stage and share their stories as well. Dear. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never looked at it that way about like paving the road for other people. When I was in school, yeah, we had the mothers against drunk driving and we had drug presentations, but I never heard anything about mental health. So even just with my diagnoses, it was really hard for me to get diagnosed in the first place or understand anything was wrong. So now I'm very open about when you in small communities, how do you seek help and like how to know what the warning signs are and where to go from there? Because mm. it, it wasn't a common thing back when I was in school. So I'm very happy that it's lightened up now and it, that it's easier to find resources and that it's being talked about. But it, it took a long, long time to get here. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy road to get to either. I mean, you had to 
you had to just get that one, that one chance to go up on stage and talk. And that was probably hard enough as it was to just get up one time, but now you've done it so many other times and you've started to build that strength and still not easy. Um, each time gets a little bit easier, but it's never going to be just this thing. We just get up on stage and just open up your heart and you're like, here's, here's who I am. Just everyone just come on in. You know, it's, it's difficult, but the fact that you have the courage to do that is, is incredible because there, there are very few people out there that, feel like they are allowed to talk about themselves in that way. They feel mm-hmm. like they're allowed to share their story in that way. Um, and the fact that you're doing that and are continuing to, to share that going forward, because obviously this pandemic isn't going to last forever. We're going to have schools and, and things open up eventually. And, and those opportunities are going to come back to you tenfold. Um, the fact that you're taking this time in the pandemic to do something um, to, you know, keep the, the, the word out and, and to continue to share a positive message um, is only going to continue to help, you know, you share the, the positive, uh, you know, attributes about, um, you know, the things that you're dealing with, with your mental health and the things that you're trying to help other people deal with as well. Um, we only have a few minutes left in, in the, in our time here, but I want to ask you, we have asked, uh, this of ourselves and we've also asked this of, of, uh, past guests as well. Um, during this whole, uh, isolation stuff, it is hard to find <laughs> entertainment that is, uh, solid, uh, and, and interesting without, you know, obviously going and hearing about maybe like Tiger King and stuff online every now and then. But, um, I guess maybe should we do the music one or should we do the, the movie? What do you, what do you want to, what do you, I guess like if you were to choose three different, uh, either musical artists, um, or movies that you've been, uh, really hammering down on, uh, since we've been sent home, um, what would they be either movies that you were really genuinely interested in TV shows um, or even just, you know, like music and stuff. Like we've talked about both, so I don't really know whichever one you have done more of. I definitely listen to a lot more music than I watch movies. Mm-hmm. So for me, it would, Oh, there's four that come to mind. That's, um, that's totally fine. Okay. So law dispute Bayside okay. Kanye West and movements. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, listened to yeah. them back in the day. Yeah, I think those are my top four right now that I've constantly been cycling through. Nice, nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Those are good choices. I haven't. That's that's a that's a nice little um, maneuver between like the because a lot of dispute. How would you describe a lot of disputes music? Like I don't even know how to describe their genre of music necessarily. I have no idea. Especially I listen to like the old stuff, so that's mm-hmm. like really whiny. which is so good though oh yeah yeah. that's fair no we yeah we've talked about all sorts of different things from you know the type of podcast we've listened to the uh movies that we listen to um one thing we always try to do within the podcast as well is talk about uh the influence of music and you know what is done in our lives in terms of just in general what's done for us and and on on top of what has helped us uh in regards to our mental health i know when i'm having a, a rough day uh, a few bands that come to mind that I like to listen to, like kind of like amp me up is like a day to remember is still one of my like, all time favorites. Um, I know if I, uh, if I were to go back into the forever I days, it would be like, uh, I listened to um, up in smoke by Holly Springs disaster for the first time in, in years. Uh, yeah, the other, day, um, that was the one we covered on stage all the time. And I, to this day, I'm pretty sure there's people that still think that's our song. <laughs> Even though It was never our song. We never wrote it. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's always a, a good one. I think even like, um, I think like comeback kid, that's just a local, that's like a local big time favorite that, uh, yeah. just amps you up. But, 
What about you, Taylor? What is what has been your your most recent uh, listens to as of uh, maybe even this past week? Yeah, this past week it's been a lot of Deftones actually. Oh, um, okay. yeah. I just I don't know why I'm on the Deftones train. They did like a they did a new like Diamond Eyes watch party on YouTube, so that kind of like got me excited about like their albums again. So I'm taking those for a spin. So wow. Yeah, I just heard something today very randomly. This is complete random off the off the Deftones or or a data member or whatever topic. But do you know that that Justin Bieber's latest album changes is his seventh uh, straight number one album on the Billboard Top 200? Like it, you know, how crazy it is that he's passed Elvis Presley now. He's the first artist to get seven number one uh, albums on the Billboard Top 200. That just blows me away. Mr. I know it's very weird. <laughs> I know everyone, calm your excitement, everyone. It's a very big, <laughs> but I just thought that was cool. I mean, a dude that's like, he's like, I what, 25, 26 now. And he's, yeah, he's passed some of like the greatest musicians of all time. And uh, I can respect what he does. I mean, he's a, he's a, done some things in, in the back end when the, the Disney days of his music that I wasn't like particularly a fan of, but now, I mean, he makes, he makes pretty solid pop music and his voice is awesome. So, I mean, kudos so yeah that's yeah. pretty much it so, <laughs> on a totally different note um tandra where, where can we find you where can we find your podcast your clothing line all like the great stuff that you're doing so i actually have my own website it's talkswithtandra.com so all my blog posts are up there and you can listen to my podcasts the podcasts are also on spotify apple and stitcher under talks with tandra mm-hmm. and the clothing line has yet to be released but we will be posting the link in talks with tandra it's we're hoping to launch for i think july 1st nice okay. yeah okay so, we'll definitely stay tuned awesome yeah, yeah so i guess like the next time that we chat we should do it at uh, at your house and then you could be the host and and we'll come on to your show yeah well i'm in london but yeah Anytime you guys want to come out here, <laughs> drive all the way out to Ontario. Yeah, just, just go record a podcast. I would love that. I can take you to where Justin Bieber grew up. Hell yeah, twenty Didn't minutes we? away from us. There you I go. guess that's true, eh? Because he he was born in Winnipeg and then he moved to Ontario sometime like very like I'm pretty sure he was born in Winnipeg, wasn't he? Not maybe. I I thought he was born in London here at the Victoria Hospital. I don't know. I have no idea. Bryson. I don't know Justin Bieber that well. Get your facts they like a, straight. They have like a statue of him where they're just like, this is where he was born and this is where he was raised and have his like swoop still. He still has that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, again, Tandra, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Um, despite our dog interruptions and the, the slight <laughs> mic interruptions, uh, it was really awesome to have you on here once again, three years later. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, uh, once again, I want to thank everyone who has continued to listen to our podcast, uh, as of late. I mean, obviously there's a lot of things that are coming out during this pandemic and there's a lot of things to do, but I'm hoping that you guys have the ability to come and check out our podcast and we really appreciate it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big deal to have anyone listen to us. So thank you for the support. Uh, please go and follow Tandra on all the social media tags she had, uh, listed off there as well as check out her website. Uh, but that's pretty much it for today. My name is Bryson Johnson. I'm Taylor Dimitrioff. And you're listening to the Betterment Podcast. We'll talk to you guys later. Love you guys. Bye.